Good morning. Some words from the Gospel of Matthew. Be careful not to practice your righteousness in front of others to be seen by them. If you do, you will have no reward from your Father in heaven. So, when you give to the needy, do not announce it with trumpets as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and on the streets to be honoured by others. Truly I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your giving may be in secret, then your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. Truly I tell you, they've received their reward in full. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door and pray to your Father who is unseen. Then your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. When you fast, do not look sombre as the hypocrites do. For they disfigure their faces to show others they are fasting. Truly I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face, so that it will not be obvious to others that you are fasting, but only to your Father who is unseen, and your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. It's not uncommon when a famous or even semi-famous person dies that we discover things that we never knew about them. And sadly, these days, those aren't always good things. And even more sadly, that's even true in Christian circles. Off the top of my head, I can think of a couple of very high-profile, much-trusted Christian figures who have passed away and their sexual impropriety and sexual abuse has been revealed. However, a few years ago something quite different happened following the death of pop star George Michael. Whilst alive, although he was someone who sought to keep his private life private, he found himself in the headlines quite a bit for not particularly good reasons. But following his tragic passing on Christmas Day 2016, we discovered a very different side to the character. When he was at home in London, he would help in the kitchens at his local homeless night shelter. Once when a contestant on the TV show Deal or No Deal had revealed she needed £15,000 for IVF treatment, George Michael had phoned the show's production team and anonymously donated the cash. In his local community, there were reports that they were going to have to significantly cut back on the Christmas lights because the fundings for the impressive displays they'd grown accustomed to was heavily boosted by one particular donor. You guessed it. 
but virtually no one knew. It's not probably that uncommon for famous people to be so generous. And I suspect it's more common than we realise for them to keep very quiet about it. But it's also quite common, particularly when a cause becomes quite popular and high profile, to want to be seen to be giving or wanting to be seen to be involved. And let's be honest, that's not restricted to the rich and famous. Social media is a wash of people talking up their most positive endeavours or being seen to be the most supportive of the very right things. If you have done your good deed for the day, it can be very easy just to let it slip into conversation, even so people can just pray for the person you've helped. It's not always helpful or even particularly desirable to be completely secretive of good deeds. If you want to commit yourself to something, it might make sense to at least let some other people know trusted people even just so they will keep you accountable because it can be very easy to backslide on a commitment you make if you only make it to yourself who's gonna know i've done a number of sponsored things over the years and i need people to know else i'm not going to make any money or situations which involve safeguarding will often legally require and others' knowledge or even involvement. So it's not always quite so straightforward to not let your right hand know what your left hand is doing. And of course Jesus is, is exaggerating for effect. What Jesus is really encouraging us to do is check our motives, to search our hearts and truly know why we are doing the things we do. We probably don't blast trumpets when we give to charity or put on a really long face so everyone knows how hard it is to fast or give something up. But it's not a million miles from disfiguring your face to a Christian posting of Oh, woe is me. I hope God forgives me. I got distracted in my fourth hour of prayer today on Facebook. Or making a big song and dance about how busy and needed we are amongst friends or in a prayer group. In the maybe even self-conscious hope that others will think more of you. Something that has stuck with me for many years was a passing comment by a very wise minister colleague. It's a long while ago, so it's probably not word for word, but you will get the gist from it. He said, everyone today is really worried about their reputation. We should be more concerned about our character. Because if we watch our character, the reputation will take care of itself. That's a helpful message for the start of this Lent season, when we are being invited to look inwards. 
The story to which we are directed at the start of Lent is Jesus' time of testing in the wilderness. Our Sunday worship and these reflections through Lent will be based on material called worship in the wilderness. But it's really all about who we are when no one's watching. The only reason we know of the story of Jesus in the wilderness is because he must have told it. He was the only one there. But it was about what Jesus was doing when no one was watching. We Baptists maybe don't go in much for Lent, apart from perhaps a study group with the other churches. And maybe we should a little more. Not so much in the chocolate, the wine, or the some other vice category. More in the inward journey. To search our hearts. To explore our motives. To acknowledge those areas of our lives where we need more of God's light to shine. Those parts of our lives which are dead or dying. And need resurrection light. But we don't do it so we can feel good about ourselves when it's all over. It's to enable us to draw near to God. And there will be a few ways to do that over this Lent period, which I'll draw attention to. As we prepare to celebrate resurrection. And I do invite you to take one of them up. And you may choose to share that journey with a trusted other or couple of friends if it helps you to keep each other on track. But it's primarily about the inner work. About who you are. Who you're becoming. Who God is shaping you to be. And I pray that you may discover something of that in this Lent season. Something that will bring you new life and draw you into deeper relationship with the divine. Let's pray. Father, you've promised to reward what is done for you in secret. Your rewards are far greater than money, fame and fortune. You reward us with a transformed heart, contentment in every circumstance, and an eternal relationship with you. At the start of this Lent season, help me to make the inward journey. Help me to explore my innermost self. Help me to seek you quietly, unobtrusively, and with all my heart.